It's just my thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, how was everybody holiday? Was it good? Um, mine was pretty much chill. I went down. My grandma lives in another city over, so um, it's about um, about 25, 30 minutes from my house. So I went in to see her Christmas morning um, because she's in the hospital, and um, I did that, and I came back up to where I live and so mine was pretty much chill I cooked and kind of laid around um and pretty much try to try to get into some gaming as I could I uh watched basketball I had one of my um uh friends came up and to visit um she's actually my friend from high school um that's how long we've been friends about 20 years now and so she came up and we kind of like kicked back and drank and talked and that was pretty good but um, my most excited thing that most exciting thing that I got for um for Christmas. So my twenty twenty goal, one of them, is that I wanted to read the Bible in its entirety. And I've set this goal like a million times and I keep saying, Okay, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start and every time I get started, you know, um I never finish reading reading um the whole Bible. And so um I just read it in parts. So with this Bible I got the three hundred and sixty five Bible and you started on January first. And so if you do 15 minutes of reading and they have a section to where um, by by the time you get to December 31st, you've read the whole entire Bible. So that's my goal. So I was really excited about that gift. That's actually, I think, my favorite gift that I got for Christmas, period, by far. So that was pretty much it for me as far as um, what I've been up to. Nothing really. I don't really have any New Year plans. So I think... Um, I'm probably going to finish out this year pretty quiet. So I hope everybody have a good, um, you know, new year going into it and, uh, you know, be safe as well. But also, let's just jump into um, some black excellence. So my black excellence today goes to um, LeBron James. He's been named the AP Male Athlete of the Decade. You know what's crazy is when LeBron first came out, so I started watching him when he was in high school and I just thought that he was incredible, you know, with the stuff that he was doing. And then um, when he went to the league, I was actually a Le- LeBron fan at the beginning. Then I got upset when he went to Miami um, because I'm more of a old school, you know, um, NBA fan. So, you know, you're used to having the stars stay with the one team. And um, that kind of started the mega teams in a sense where everybody wanted to play with each other. And then when he came back to Cleveland, um, you know, I would watch him. I would watch, you know, him in the playoffs and stuff like that. But I felt that he kind of was a baby. But then, um, but then now this year, uh, I started back watching, watching him and the Lakers just because it's been so exciting to see them play. But also, I think from the standpoint of I think in a long time, this is the first time since he's been in Miami where he's actually seemed really, really excited and really excited um, just to play every year and just knowing like all his um, humanitarian work and all that. Now um, I'm like a, I'm like a big LeBron James fan. So I went through a lot of changes with him over the decade as far as like how I felt. But now like I really expect his grind and hustle and all the things he does for the community more than, you know, just what he's doing on the basketball court. He's way more than that. So that's my black excellence for the day. Now today's going to be a little different because I'm not going to do any hot topics. I'm just going to do my year in review, 
where I just go over some, I'm going to basically do probably my top fives of a few categories. So let's just start with some music. So Mika's top CDs this year was, I think my favorite CD out of the whole year was Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox. By far my favorite. Um, Ari Lennox, if you haven't heard her, her voice is like super dope. When she sings live, it's pretty much like, when she sings live, it's way better than what you hear on her CD. I mean, she sounds crystal clear. Her voice is absolutely beautiful. I also had Lizzo, Cause I Love You. I've been telling everybody since the beginning, since basically the beginning of the year about Lizzo. And um, she's actually my breakout artist of the year as well, just because this pretty much has been Lizzo's year. Um, I know she's going to rack up next month at the Grammys, but her CD was really great though. So my next one is Summer Walker over a CD. I think I've talked about Summer Walker a few times on here. But I can listen to her CD literally from the beginning to the end. And, you know, the only thing that I hope for Summer Walker is that, you know, hopefully she can get over her social anxiety because she really is a talent. She really, really is. And her CD was really good. Um, my other one was When I Get Home by Solange. That CD, um, when she when she talked about this CD, you know, her last CD was like the shit. And so when she came out with this CD... I had to approach it a different way because at first I wasn't really sure if I if how I felt about it at first. Um, but I ended up loving it. But when I watched the interview, she said that um, her last CD, she felt she had a lot to say. And she felt this CD, she just wanted to feel. And, I, and once I kind of like watched her interview and then listened to the CD again, I really understood what she meant by that. And it is one of those CDs you can kind of just, you know, sit back and kind of get the energies from it. So I love that CD. I think the most slept on CD, my next one is uh, Rhapsody, um, Eve CD. She was snubbed for the Grammys, which I think is crazy because I think she definitely should have gotten a Grammy nomination. It's probably one of the best rap CDs of the year. Um, and I'm not even like a super, super huge rap fan, but she she's super dope and I think it's it's sad that she gets slept on the way that she does. She shouldn't. Um my other breakout artist too, while I'm talking still on my music topic is Meg Thee Stallion. Besides Lizzo, I think Meg Thee Stallion had probably had one of the biggest years and definitely a breakout artist. And I really, really like Meg Thee Stallion. I think what I like about Lizzo and Meg Thee Stallion is that they always seem like they're they're, they're just enjoying themselves. Um and everybody, you know, kinda you know, sometimes get tired of Lizzo and feels that she's extra, like when she was twerking at the Lakers game. But I personally didn't think anything is wrong with it. And I say it from the standpoint of, you know, she's showing skin, everything else. And I think I think the most time when people complain about Lizzo, it's not because of the things that she's doing. I think it's just because that, you know, she's more of a, a busty woman. And, you know, a lot of times people always want to, you know, like fat shame in a sense and always have something to say but if she was you know skinny or something like that I think that people will have less to say because it's no different really than like cheerleaders you know not having their clothes on and stuff like that it's just because she's a little bit heavier I feel like people are making an issue out of it and Lizzo to me is a very beautiful woman and to me you know it just seems like her and Meg Thee Stallion always seem like they're having fun always seems like they're really light and that's what I like about them 
And I'm really excited to see what their future holds because they're stars, really. And they're so young, you know. They're stars, though. All right. So my top movies. Now, this one was hard because um, it was hard just to get it down to five. And, yeah, this one was really hard. And it's some movies I still haven't seen. So this is just only with the ones that I actually saw in the theater because some I haven't seen that I wanted to see. So my first one was Us. I saw Us in the movies uh, probably about three times, I think, because every time it was just something new um, that I was finding or some kind of theme or just something going on. But yeah, that, that movie was really great. I loved it. That was uh, probably one of my favorite movies of this whole entire year. Another movie that I had down with my top five was The Joker. What I loved about The Joker was that um, that I think sometimes people kind of overlooked was that, um, well, if you're paying attention, you wouldn't have overlooked it, but they basically showed how, um, you know, especially back in the day, that basically people that had any like mental health issues or things like that was often mistreated or overlooked and not really taken very seriously. And so um, that was a that was a big theme in that movie, and so um, I loved it. I loved I loved everything about it. Um, I thought it was really really deep. It was really dark, but it was really deep though. When you actually break down the movie, if you haven't seen that yet, you, you definitely should should see it because it was really good. Um, I love the Lion King remaster. A lot of people complained about the Lion King remaster because they felt like um, I guess they felt like that the lions were too real. I don't I don't really know. But I loved it, and I loved the um, the CD, the um, the soundtrack, which was really good. Um, another one that was a sleeper that I, that I feel like probably nobody went to go see, and it wasn't really that it was my top movie of the year. It was just the most fucked up movie I've ever seen, and so I had to include it because I actually did go see it in the movie theaters with my friends, and that was Midsummer, and it's basically kind of like about this cult. But you need to go see that if you haven't seen if you have well it's it's in Redbox now. So if you haven't if you haven't seen that, the movie is completely fucked up, but it was good though. So I definitely would suggest that one. Then my last one that I felt like just completed my year, it definitely was if if this was ranked in in my numbers, it would have been my number one was Queen and Slim. I saw that on Thanksgiving Day when it came out, and that was probably um yeah, Queen and Slim was just dope as fuck. Everything about it. And uh, definitely my favorite movie. It might have been. It's honestly probably in one of my tops of favorite movies by far. I really think so. So I really loved everything about that. But that was my top five movies of 2019. And so my last category is my top books. Now this one's loose too because I've read a lot of books this year. But I tried to stick with the books that I that came out in 2019. And the ones that I read in 2019 because my book stack is like stupid. And I probably have right now um, probably about six or seven books that I have left to read that I bought this year inside of 2019. So this is also kind of loose because some of the books I haven't read yet um, that I'm looking forward to read. But I think my favorite book that I read um, all year was, um, well... I have a few. All of these, I think, are in my are in my faves, to be honest. So, I don't have I don't have a top book. I don't think I might. I'm not sure, but um, I talked about this book loosely uh, 
I'm not sure what episode, one of the episodes, um, I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying by Bossy Ickpe. And what I love most about that book was that uh, it's basically her memoir, but she has it where she wrote her memoir in essays. So it's not, um, you know, they're not um, going from birth to now. It's just, you know, different um, situations that happen or whatever, or different stories that she wanted to tell about herself. And that's how, kind of how the book is. But what I loved it is that she talks about her struggle with bipolar. And, you know, this is basically, this was honestly the first time I've seen someone speak about bipolar to where you get an up-close um, view of what bipolar looks like because it's from her eyes. So it's basically like you're reading her experience and how she experienced it. It was so beautifully written because she is a poet. Um, she was on Deaf Poetry Jam uh, back in the day. And she uh, is phenomenal with the way she writes. I mean, it, it, this book, to be talking about, you know, mental health, was by far one of the most beautifully written books that I've read. Um, and, and especially we're talking about such a serious subject. My next one was um, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker by Damon Young. And that one was a memoir as well, and he did his essay style as well, but it was so honest. And some parts were so funny because I totally understood what he was talking about completely, and I absolutely loved it. But that's another book um, I would definitely say, if you haven't read it, definitely definitely read it um, and support him because he's really dope. Um, my other book was The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. The Testaments was the sequel to Hands May Tale, and Hands May Tell came out, I want to say, 19, let's see, 1984, maybe, I want to say. And, yeah, I think it was 1984. And then what we see now, we have the TV show that most people know Hands May Tell from the TV show. I don't, I don't really know many people besides myself that read the book. But there are people out there, obviously, because the book has been around for a while. Um... Yeah, so I've basically been waiting a very long time to get this uh, sequel. And the sequel is 15 years later after... So if you watch the show, um, it's 15 years later after basically season two. So if you watch if you watch season one and season two, even if you didn't watch the, the last um, season, you can read the book. Like, you don't necessarily have to read the first book because the first book is literally season one and season two it's, it's it's pretty much season one but a lot of season two they took parts out of the book for season two so you don't necessarily have to read the book in order to read the sequel but that was actually a really good book um it was really good because it tells you it basically gives you kind of like the the i don't want to tell you but it's basically telling you what's going on in gilead 15 years later the next one was um the silent patient by alex and i'm probably gonna fuck up this last name is michael mccallities maybe mccallities we're gonna go with that i'm not really sure how to pronounce his name um one of my co-workers actually told me to read this book and it was kind of like a psycho thriller type book and i usually don't really read those too much um i mean i will but not often and um that book was super dope. I mean, it was crazy. So if you're into something like that, um, 
kind of like a thriller type book, I would suggest reading it because it was really, really good. Um, it was really good. That was actually one of my favorites. And um, my last one, and I actually just finished this one recently that I talked about, um, is The Water, Dancy, Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, this was his debut book. Um, I think his other one was a memoir. Uh, but uh, this book was absolutely phenomenal. Like Oprah um, spotlighted it on her on her book club list, and um, so at first I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna read it. I knew it was gonna be good, you know, because everybody said it was really good. So I I knew it was gonna be good, but when I finally finished it, I was just I mean I cried, you know, it, it moved me to tears when I finally finished it, and um, I thought it was really great. I think honestly that's on my list of one like probably one of my my top books and I mean my list and my top books is serious because you know that's the color purples and all that and this one I think by far was probably on my on my top list for sure so it was really really good so that's my year in review of the things that I enjoyed throughout the year I also just wanted to just talk about um you know my year in review in regards to myself so when I started this year, um, my main focus was to really, really dive into therapy. And it wasn't just about diving into therapy. I really wanted to um, dive into my soul and into myself. And so I saw a lot of things, um, you know, just about myself that I didn't necessarily like. And then also, I hate when people say that they're unhappy, but then when you but don't do the work to figure out maybe why you're unhappy and then once you find out why you're unhappy you know I think the next steps is trying to figure out how to fix that as well and so for me I pretty much spent this entire year focusing on my happiness and what that looks like and really breaking down you know some of the things that I have in my relation in, in my life and that was a lot of things a lot of things that I definitely needed to work on as far as maybe some toxic relationships, just relationships in general, and not um, necessarily my personal relationship, but like my relationship with my friends or people that maybe I thought were my friends that maybe, you know, weren't. And um, just things like that, like things that I felt that I needed to do for myself in order to kind of lighten myself in a sense. And so that was my journey at the beginning of the year. Um, that's what I wanted to do. And so I started increasing the amount of times that I go to therapy. I go to therapy every two weeks. And um, and sometimes if I feel like I need to go an extra time, I will. And and that was a majority of my goals um, as far as like this year. And I wanted to um, work on, you know, my health as well and get back into shape and start back my running. And so I did a 5K every month um, of this year. And that was pretty much my goal was just to, you know, to run, to stay active. And so while I was working on my insides, I wanted to work on that piece as well because, you know, working out, you know, makes you feel better as well. And so I learned a lot about myself with this year, a, a whole lot about myself. And I finally, and I feel like honestly, a lot of times in there, I don't think that I have very high, um, you know, self-worth, to be completely honest, as far as like, or self-love, maybe, maybe I should say self-love of how I felt about myself. Because I think that when you truly like, you know, you love yourself, 
you know, you're not going to let people fuck you over. You're not going to stand for a lot of shit because, you know, you, you know, your worth. And so for me, um, I was doing a lot of things for a lot of people and I had to realize that, you know, I need to start doing more things for myself. And I'll never forget my therapist one day told me that it's nothing wrong with being selfish, especially when it comes to you. You know, sometimes like you need to be that where, you know, you say no, you know. And so this year I really spent a lot of time saying no and not feeling bad about it if it's some shit that I didn't want to do. And actually just, you know, not accommodating my, and not basically being accommodating other people at the stake of myself because it wasn't healthy. And no wonder, you know, I had been kind of like, you know, unhappy because, you know, I wasn't putting myself first. And so those are a lot of things that I spent pretty much this whole year journaling and really trying to work on so that I was more whole inside. So going into, you know, this new year and in, you know, this last month of the year, I will say that I do think that there's still work to be done in general, but do I think that um, the progress I've made in this year alone um, is vast? I definitely do. Um, every goal that I pretty much set out to do this year, I've done. You know, this starting this podcast was one of them, and it's actually, you know, one of the things I really enjoy, and um, and just having a space where I can be honest about my, you know, my journey my my personal journey through therapy as well as just my healing journey as well and so um it's been nice to have a space where you can be honest and you know and sometimes for me I feel like if there's something that I can do in order to help somebody else in some kind of way then that's that's what I'm gonna do and I feel like you know through this podcast um I believe that it, it helps um you saw this year where I spoke about you know, starting my support group, which is still going on. I have my next meeting in January. Um, and so, you know, I'm really excited just about the changes I've made, the growth I've made, and, you know, getting to a point that um, I'm really focusing on my own passions. And so my suggestion to anyone is, you know, with setting your goals going into a new year, set them and do them, you know, and don't let anything stop you from reaching the goals that, you know, you want to do. Because, only thing that really can stop you is yourself and don't put anybody before your goals. You know, it's nothing wrong with being selfish and, you know, focusing your energies on the shit that you want to focus your energies on. And if people around you are for you, they'll understand that. You know, I don't really do a lot of things, you know, I don't always hang out and do all this stuff because right now my focus is on the things that I want to put my focus on and the things that I want to work on. And, you know, my focus is on, you know, my family and things like that. So, you know, that's my goals. Um, still my goal going into the new year is still going to be, you know, continuing on my journey and my of personal growth and just, you know, still working on my inner, but also, um, you know, I have small goals like, you know, reading the Bible next year. I want to continue my health journey as well and staying in shape and making sure that, you know, I'm good all over, not just mentally, but physically as well, emotionally. And um, and those are pretty much a lot of my top goals and just, you know, making changes, you know, as far as like anything I need to do as far as the negative. I still always try to work on that and try to make changes in those areas. But for the most part, though, this is the first time I will say, you know, despite um, 
some of the small things that I'm going to going through even right now, like as far as like, you know, with my grandma being sick and things like that, um, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling really proud of um, everything that I've accomplished this year because I've done a lot of shit and um, sometimes I don't always give myself enough credit the way I should and I probably should. But um, but yeah, so my year in review for 2019, you know, it's been a pretty dope year and my biggest accomplishment I think is starting this podcast is just my thoughts and so you know and having like a little audience to where you know you guys listen every week and I really appreciate it I've appreciated every feedback you've ever given me in regards to the show and so I'm hoping in the new year you actually will see a bigger and better show um I do have a lot of stuff lined up for the new year that I've been working on and so you will get to see some of that and uh, a few little pop on um co-hosts here and there so that should be fun um but that's pretty much all that I have for you today as far as um, my year in review. I do hope that everyone have a safe holiday coming up. And, uh, and you know, and especially start the year by going over your goals and what you want to do for the year. And, you know, don't aim, there's nothing wrong with, um, with setting, you know, high goals. But also I think you should set some goals that you know is attainable. You know, like some feasible goals and things that you want to do and don't ever think that it's too late and don't ever think that you don't have time or anything like that because it's always time for you to reach your goals so that's all i have for you today and um i also want to advise you that you can always find me on twitter is at ijmt podcast my instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and i thank you so much for listening i thank you so much for listening all year so next time i talk to you will be in 2020 And uh, it's Mika here, and I appreciate you.